A lot can happen in three years, like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare Tri-Term Medical Plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage that lasts nearly three years in some states. Learn more at UH1.com. Hey, hey, Waffle Gang, I do hope you are well. My name is Mark, and today we're checking out some more Reddit stories. And if you do love a Reddit story, why not consider in that like, subscribe, maybe that notification bell too. Let's crack on with today's first story. With sold land around my house to a developer years ago, HOA formed and being forced to join it and liens on my property. So long story short, today has been an absolute shit show. I can't even comprehend where to start. So my parents owned about 30 acres of land in the middle of nowhere, Nebraska, on the outskirts of my town. My parents built their house in the late 80s and that's where I lived my whole life. My parents passed away and I inherited the property and it's all my land, or was my land. Back in 2005, this developer brought up a bunch of neighboring land and wanted to buy my land. I told him I was willing to sell 10 acres furthest from the house, the adjoining section to his neighborhood. He asked for 20 acres and I told him that the second 10 acres would be three times the price and he agreed and we signed the paperwork and he bought the land and I was paid for it. End the story. Or so I thought. The land sat empty for over a decade since it took a while for him to sell the plots of land he made to home buyers and his company built houses. From about 2005 to 2012, the land sat empty. I didn't mind. I still mowed the grass and whatnot to keep it tidy, but never tried to take the land over or anything. By fall of last year, he'd finished the entire area. And there were about 200 homes in that neighborhood. Because of the neighborhood, my 10 acres is now worth about 10 to 20 times what it was originally worth, and the HOA knows that. Since the September of 2017, I've had a bunch of angry letters and citations left on my property and in my mailbox. Some of them include having a barn larger than 7 by 7 feet. I have a 20 by 40 barn. Having abandoned vehicles on my property. It's a project car shell that I'm working on. I have the actual chassis in the barn, but it needs quite a bit of work. I bought an old rusted body and it sits outside and will continue to do so until I can deal with it. Having a non-conforming mailbox. Still no idea what the fuck this is. Having the improper roof tiles. Again, no idea. I ignored them and told the HOA members that I'm not part of their neighborhood and therefore have no reason to follow their bullshit rules. The HOA says since my property values have gone up, I owe back juice from the date I sold my land. Before there was even a single house built, and I have to correct everything on the list. The back dues are currently $10,200, but they state that if I don't pay by December 31st, 2017, I will be charged interest that has accrued. Again, no idea where they're getting the interest from, but I do believe their HOA fees are around $750 a year. But it costs me about $15,000 to $20,000 to fix my house. I think it's absolute bullshit. They can even make me try to do so. One, I went through all the documents I signed and not a single document from the developer makes any mention of an HOA or my association with it. Two, I have no idea why the HOA is coming after me. I live almost half a mile away from the nearest house that belongs to the neighborhood. The entire neighborhood has its own little custom street signs and lamps. I don't have any of that, so how can they say I'm part of the HOA? They said to either pay up or they will put a lien on my property and take it over. From what I understand, if I pay the $10,000, doesn't that mean I'm admitting to guilt and be forced into the HOA? Update. 
had just had an hour-long discussion with a lawyer, and he went through all the documents. He asked if I was sure that was every document, and I told him it was, and it was. I sold all the documents, I put them all in the same folder along with my taxes. He says, there is no chance I'm in the HOA since I didn't sign anything. He let me know that he'd be glad to send them a cease and desist letter to the HOA. I brought up adverse possession and he suggested I don't pursue it since I want them to leave me alone rather than instigate anything bigger. So for now, he said to not pay anyone or sign anything. He'll mail out the cease and desist letter today and he says if the HOA tries contacting me, I should just tell them to contact him instead. So I think I'm in the clear for now. Update. So I met with a real estate attorney that was referred to me by a Redditor on here and did the title search and I'm in the process of trying to find the old developer's master plans. So far, here's what's been dug up. I sold my land to developer A. He owned the land for about two years and then filed bankruptcy and lost the land to the bank. That's when the maintenance of the land went to shit and I was mowing it and taking care of it because the bank didn't care. Bank sold it to developer B. And that is the person that built the current neighborhood. We got in touch with developer B and he said he was no longer part of the neighborhood. And in fact, HOA is in charge of the entire area. His company just owned lots and they sold slash built on them for the families and they have zero say anymore. I asked him about the master plans and if he thought he owned my remaining 10 acres. And he said, absolutely not. The entire neighborhood sits on old land, plus the 20 acres that were purchased from me. So he was helpful and it was clear he had no wrongdoing. I spoke to the lawyer to see if we could file an adverse possession on the land I maintained, but he said it would be a waste of time and money, but I was going to do it to spite the HOA. The title search and everything came up clean. I showed my parents as the previous owners and then me. So no way could they have owned my land. The records go way back and there is a clear chain of ownership, as my lawyer put it, and it is incontestable. We sent to HOA a cease and desist letter, as well as to stop contacting me unless they have actual signed documents that show I was part of the HOA. They never got back to me. I was out of town and came back last night to my mailbox missing. It was clear cut off the post with a chainsaw, wooden post with a metal mailbox on top. I told my lawyer this and he says that is a big deal and that USPS would send the person to jail. I purchased an identical mailbox and set up cameras all over the property. If they try again, I'll have them on tape. But the biggest thing we uncovered was that we found out what they are planning. Turns out that the HOA wants to put another community playground and a pool slash clubhouse and they need land. They can't expand in any other directions as they're almost on the end of the highway on one side and the other sides are zoned for agriculture. They decided they'd try to take over my land. They have yet to also file a lien on my property, so I'm guessing they were trying to force me into the HOA to make them sell my land below market value. Either way, they showed their hand and now I'm on alert. We filed a complaint with the police regarding the stolen mailbox and we have a paper trail for that now. It's just a waiting game to see what they do next, I guess. Should I send them a letter saying I know their plan and there is no way they can get my land? They have their monthly meeting every second Tuesday of the month, so it's in a few days. I'm sure I'll be the topic of discussion. Should I go to it? Next update. So I was away for the holidays and I came back on Monday to find my project car was towed out of my driveway. My pond was emptied out and filled with gravel and sand and fenced off two acres, two chains by one furlong of my property closest to the HOA. I immediately called the police and filed a report regarding the stolen property. The car wasn't registered and was just an empty shell. So I have no idea where it is, nor will it be easy to track. 
It's not worth a lot, maybe $2,500, but it's the principle of that jackass president of the HOA. I had my lawyer draft up the cease and desist and sent it nearly two weeks ago. And they haven't contacted me in any way except this. I hired a local salvage company to come tear up the fence this weekend and they are doing it free of charge since I'm letting them keep the fence to sell a scrap metal or whatever they do with it. My lawyer suggested I send up a letter demanding payment to fix my pond as it was filled with gravel and sand. A local landscape company quoted me nearly $8,000 to get the pond back to the way it was. So that is what he suggested, I ask, and another $2,000 for loss of use of the pond. The HOA is lawyered up, so I think it's best I no longer post anything else on here until it's settled. I didn't want to leave you all without some closure since you've all been amazing help. I put a picture of the layout since a few people asked. It's bad, but should convey the land. And Opie shares a picture. Opie then shares what they call their final update and says, so after six long months, everything has been resolved. This is my final post regarding this. Already asked my lawyer if I could post this and he said, go ahead. So the HOA board got a lawyer to respond to my cease and desist and they requested a meeting ASAP with my lawyer present as well. I didn't want to go, but my lawyer suggested me hear them out at least. At the meeting, I noticed their president and some of the higher ups were not there. The board had no idea what the hell was happening and the lawyer was just as confused as them. After I laid out my timeline of events, they thanked me for my time and accepted all the financial burden of replenishing my pond, missing car, couldn't locate it and damages. I got checks for everything and got my pond restored back in April and didn't really think much of it. I found out a few weeks ago from the new HOA president. Turns out the old president, treasurer and someone else had been stealing money from the coffers. They wanted my land to expand and put in a pool, clubhouse and etc. Just as I saw on their website. The old board fined everyone a ton of money to get all the cash together and buy my land. Instead, they spent it on themselves. They needed my land somehow, so they thought they could just take over the land I wasn't using. Long story short, their entire plan fell apart. After I fought back and brought to the other members of the HOA attention what they were doing. From what I've been told, they had to sell their house to pay back the HOA and have since moved away. The HOA has offered me market value for my land and I do plan on selling, since I really don't use the land for anything and the money isn't bad. I did not file any complaints with the postal inspector or anything, since the situation resolved itself. I got a new project car and for those asking, it was a 98 Supra with a bad engine. My new project is a 67 Fastback that I plan on restoring to look like Eleanor. I want to thank a ton of Redditors for chiming in with advice, including a few from Nebraska. Now, I might be real out of touch with cars here, but he said a 98 Supra body. And they like worth like up 40,000 and over, not the body itself, but the whole car. And they like worth a lot of money these days. So I imagine the body would be worth quite a bit more. I'm not totally sure on that one. You have to correct me if I'm wrong. But beautiful car, beautiful. And why is there always just so much shit going on in HOAs, man? There's always someone having a power trip and like stealing money and stuff. I will add a disclaimer. Some people do tell me that they are part of an HOA that works really well for them. But and obviously we're going to hear the bad ones on on the subreddits of course and i know it's all about keeping prices up on the house and stuff like that but having to match the same tiles on your roof that's not small work is it that's expensive work to have changed and they can take over your property if you don't if you don't conform to them it just it's, it's madness it's absolute crazy for me but now i'm going to turn this one to you guys what do you guys make of this situation let me know your thoughts down in the comments below 
Life is full of what ifs. Some awesome, like what if AI could fold your laundry? And some, well, less awesome, like what if you have unexpected medical costs? United Healthcare can help get you covered with Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans. They supplement your primary plan to help you manage out-of-pocket costs. No deductibles, no enrollment periods, and especially no more what-ifs. Visit uh1.com to find the Health Protector Guard plan for you. Life is full of awesome what-ifs, and some not so much, like unexpected medical costs. That's why United Healthcare provides Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans to supplement your primary plan and help manage out-of-pocket costs. Learn more at uh1.com. Yen1969, who says, you know your rights. Okay, go for it. I've told this story a few times elsewhere, but always get comments about posting here. Background. My ex and I were three months into separation. As I kept suggesting divorce agreements, trying to find what we should accept other than take her back and return to being a doormat for her. I have a good head for legal documents and understood very early that as much as I would prefer to just burn everything down and disappear. Legally, it was very likely I was going to be paying alimony, and she was entitled to a fair share of everything. But in a no-fault state with no gender preferences, it did mean a fair share. It was clear that legally I would not get approval for an agreement heavily biased in her favor. So I kept reworking and sending possible divisions, every few days for months. She would object to anything that put any responsibility on her, anything that left something of value out of her hands. Anytime I asked her what terms she'd be okay with, she would just derail the conversation to something else. Not long into this, I realized I would need a paper trail, so everything went to email only. Through all of this, I'd recognized too that a court would order spousal support, so there wasn't any point in just cutting her off financially. Not a total doormat at this point though. I'd moved my direct deposit to a solo account and kept up her weekly cash flow and kept paying the bills. My final offer in this period was the heavily unbalanced offer of splitting the cars one to each. Me taking all the debt, including her student loans, paying her three to four K a month for a year so she could get her feet under her, and she gets all the stuff. I walk away with my car, my dogs, some tools, and some clothes. No go. Not good enough for her. And here's where we get to the meat of the story for the malicious compliance. Three months in, I finally get her to agree to a mediator since I'm getting nowhere. She shows up to the initial meeting, the first time we've seen each other in a while, the second time since splitting. She was staying with her sister. The mediator starts out with the rules of mediation and the agreements to sign. I sign easily. She balks, but signs it finally. One of the relevant terms is that we agree to not file any other legal paperwork. We would come to an agreement and the mediator would file the final court papers on both our behalf to get the divorce ordered. The mediator starts asking basic questions and every question to either of us results in my ex launching into an irrelevant topic, attempting emotional manipulation of me or him. I quickly resolve to grey rock her directly and only direct my interactions to the mediator. I do my best to ignore off-topic ramblings and reply to the mediator when she briefly cross relevancy like someone falling from a tree and briefly being stopped by various branches on the way down. The peak was when she literally crawled on top of the big table to stick her face into mine to force me to see her and engage in her ranting. The mediator called it quits at that point. He reminded her of the rules she agreed to, gave us homework to fill out and had us scheduled the next meeting with his clerk two weeks out. 
Three days later, I get served with a summons to court for a hearing over spousal support. The summons shows the claim my ex made, that all I had received from her in three months was $130. Oh boy, not true at all, not to mention in violation of the mediator terms. I ended up on a conference call with the ex and the mediator as he tells her that she needs to withdraw the complaint or mediation can't continue. She adamantly insists that she knows her rights, so the mediator ends his involvement, cuts us refund checks minus time work so far, and exits stage left. I prepare for the hearing. I print out three months of bank statements and highlight every transfer to her, every bill paid on her behalf, every ATM withdrawal by her card, over 100 toll bills I received from her just driving through the express lane tolls. I got the elevated license plate fee mailed to me. 13,000 and change. You missed a couple of zeros in your complaint, I thought. My final stack of paper was rather thick. So I made and printed an Excel spreadsheet summary for the cover sheet. I also looked up the spousal support rules again. It is 40% of the difference between the income goes from the higher paid to the lower paid. Some wiggle room, but that's it. Simple. She was currently getting up to 72% of my pay once she factored her bills in. This court hearing was a good thing. Not as good as a mediator on fast resolution, but I wasn't likely to end up screwed more here. Not to mention, I had some daydreams of her finding out what lying on courtroom documents might do. Court date rolls around. I show up to court, waiting in the hall outside the family law section. She shows up and plops herself next to me to start going off on me again. I try to ignore her. And to keep from engaging, I start a written transcript of her ranting using the back cover of my paperwork folder. Finally, she realized what I was doing and ends the ranting with, Oh, I guess you're writing what I'm saying so you can make your friends hate me. They needed no encouragement. She huffs a few seats away and is quiet the rest of the time we waited. The court officer, not a judge, just someone authorized to handle it since it's a simple and clear legal process, finally comes to get us and we head in. The officer starts the legal speeches, yada yada, then asks my ex if she has anything to add to the complaint. She launches into a roller coaster speech proclaiming all my bad faults, some of which were real. How mean I was trying to divorce her and how I obviously didn't need any of the money I made because he's just going to live somewhere simple and cheap anyway. Yeah, her words. The court officer returns to the present like someone climbing down from the kitchen table after seeing a rat run by. And she asks me if I have anything I'd like to say. She can see the stack of paper and eyeballs it as she is talking. I hand over the stack, tell the officer that the summary sheet on top should help clear up the financial points in question and just verbally start going through the items. At each one, my ex interrupts to give a reason why the item shouldn't count. Every single one. The officer keeps asking her to stop interrupting, but to no avail. We finally finish the list. The officer is shaking her head slightly and says, Mr. Yen, this court process is to ensure that both parties are doing the right thing. So all of the gestures to encompass the stack of paper needs to stop right now. We will garnish your paychecks for the amount specified by law and send that to her instead. I know it's a win. I know it was going to be. She didn't. She sat there all smug as we get into the calculations. I asked for a couple of adjustments. Keep the amount of her car payment since I co-signed and I wanted to be sure the bill was paid. I expected that she would refuse or overspend on other stuff and be unable to pay it. I didn't want to give her the power to trash my credit. The officer agreed. I then asked to keep the insurance payment amount too, for much the same reason. All agreed by the officer. My ex continued to be smug. I know she was thrilled at the idea of getting a court check directly. 
it sure would show me. Everything wrapped up, we got the totals, signed papers, I handed over a check for the first payment, and the officer got up to make copies of everything. I asked the officer if I could wait in another room while she did, and got an agreement with a bit of side eye at my ex. I got my paperwork first, with the officer saying, it might take a few minutes for her to get her paperwork, but you are free to go. I got the hint and left immediately. I'd parked a few streets away anyway, another barrier if she couldn't park near me. I got in my car and immediately called my cell carrier and cancelled her phone. Does she want to set up her own plan? I can't answer that. I'm obeying a court order to remove her from my accounts. Okay, and worked down the remaining subscriptions I was paying for that she used. I even had the bills in front of me from court with account numbers and customer service numbers right there. I was done and driving home when she started blowing up my phone with incoming emails demanding to know what I was doing. Then texts from her sister's phone. Then calls. I just grinned and didn't answer any of them. She stopped after an hour or so and gave me a few hours of silence. Then an all caps email with a screenshot of the Netflix inactive account message. Oh my God, even Netflix. I admit, I giggled. The fallout wasn't over though. A month later after she realized how much less she has from me after winning her case, she files an appeal. It is denied due to lack of reason. A month later, she files a complaint that I wasn't paying her car payment, just an excuse to get into court. I'd been paying it and I was also pretty confident that even if I hadn't, she didn't know how to get into that loan's account. She legally could, just never had cared to learn how. I had a lawyer at this point and we both go to court. She's going to join by phone. The officer paused before calling and tells my lawyer, this lady is a piece of work. The validation of the statement will always remain with me. The call goes predictably. My ex makes irrelevant rants. The officer keeps shutting her down. Finally asked my ex for proof that I wasn't paying the car payment. As she is holding statements and check images proving I had. My ex nearly screams. I just know he isn't so he can hurt me. The officer replies, I'm holding proof that he has paid and is satisfying his legal obligations. The complaint is dismissed. Thank you. And hangs up on my ex. Divorce took another 10 months. Lots more crazy, teaches a newbie lawyer a hard lesson, and I walked away with even less alimony than the spouse's support, and only about 60% of the debt. I lost my dogs to her though, my only regret in the outcome. One is certainly past old age limits now, the other is in that range. I still miss them. And that was a satisfying malicious compliance up to the point where you lost your dogs to her and I'm so incredibly sad about that and I'm sorry for you as well. But now I'm going to turn this one to you guys. What do you guys make of this situation? Let me know your thoughts down in the comments below. And just a huge thank you for spending your time with me today. Your love, your support, your time always means the absolute world. So thank you so, so much and hopefully I'll see you in the next one. Take care and much love. Mom deserves better than a drugstore card. This Mother's Day, surprise her with a truly special personalized card from Moonpig. 
add your favorite photos, a heartfelt message, and we'll even mail it for you the same day, all for just $5. From mom to grandma, we have something to celebrate every mom in your life. Every mom deserves a Moonpig card. Get 50% off your first card at Moonpig.com. Moonpig.com